0: Welcome back to They Made Another One. Each week we discuss an often forgotten installment in a franchise and see if you should check it out for yourself. I'm one of your hosts, Corey, and with me I've got Liam.
1: You do. Hi.
0: Hi. So, today, Liam, is very special.
1: Uh-huh. Is there's, it?
0: I thought so. Um. So, there's a few things that we can run down. I think I'll start with the most obvious. The show looks a little different. Yes. And we we owe a great debt to our dear friend, Jade Dickinson, at Jade Sketches for giving the show a complete revamp visually. So now you can show it to your friends and family and birds, and they'll go, man, that's a smart looking podcast. But if you look at that art, which again is very good, there's... What there's something about it that just seems different. What it did, did you have any ideas
1: about what looks different?
0: Yeah, like so like last time if you remember there was like
1: there's person on the left, person on the right, you know? Uh, and oh.
0: that's still true.
1: Oh 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 oh. Yeah. yeah I'm I'm looking down the bridge of my nose right now. I got my glasses resting. I'm peering down and I see uh there's someone else there. There's a there's a ghost face on my box art.
0: There is a ghost face under box art. There
1: used to, there used to be a, there used to be a, uh, uh, what's the word? William Shatner face on my box art. It's different now.
0: Yeah. So that's new. That's right. Scream four shout out. And then if you look down over your glasses again, you'll notice too, the Rage Carrie two forever in our hearts is gone. The the Jam Brady stand is logged on, and the Brady Bunch movie is there. But that's not what I meant. Oh. It's a big day. We've had a long list of guests on this show. One, though, has been on the most. And um, it's a big day for him personally. It's a big day for us. And as you can see by the art, it's just sort of a big day in general for They Made Another One because there's a third person with us and they're not a guest. The new permanent co-host of They Made Another One is graduating today. From being a, a guest, and you can hear you can hear that classic graduation music swell in your ears now. As we
1: go on, on we, we remember.
0: remember, and here he comes down the the glorious gilded aisle.
2: Mitch, we spent welcome to, to the show. Together. Mitch. Hi. Well, hello, hello. It is a magnificent day. The sun Holy shit. is Did Jade... shining redo your mic it sounds great uh, no that was a minor uh, financial contribution because i knew well in advance that graduation was coming and in fact it is here and what a glorious day i'd like to thank my mother and father i would like to thank cory and liam and you know the future is looking bright
1: very bright Well you're mu- your- your mother and father's names are Corey and Liam too? That's a weird coincidence. No 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 no. But but the future
2: is bright. I have so many shitty movies ahead of me to watch, and conveniently I'm not only am I a co-host, but I'm a sometimes co-host. Which mm-hmm. I, I think is about as as good as it gets and I wanted you, you to be... You can bow
0: out whenever you want. Yeah,
2: well, I want to be a sometimes co-host precisely for occasions like this with what we're talking about tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch isn't
1: going to stay on to talk about the movie. This no. Is just,
2: no, no, I'm just making this announcement and I'll see
1: you later, guys. But <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. That, that's not true of him. We got him. We got him for this one. It's a miracle
0: he didn't send out a press release. Like, the fact that he's here in the flesh is very impressive. Um, so, Mitch is permanent he's on the art that's how you know it's real and we were looking at the william castle film general and i think it knew deep down that something significant was coming up and it made a choice <laughs> that uh i think you know mitch has had his share of they made another one movies you know like we talk about a lot on the show but like there's a certain kind of movie that's very like they made another one in a very specific way. Whereas, like, Mitch has brought some class with him in the past. You know, you got your Color of Monies, your French Connection 2s, for better or worse. You know, these things exist. Cat people. Cat people. But, uh, the William Castle Film General knew deep down what today
1: was. And, um... Even more than graduation day, it's indoctrination day.
2: Yeah, it's a momentous day, but that's not to say that I don't have those movies on the Genero now, just to let the listeners know there are some new additions. But uh, don't let me take the wind out of your sails. Keep going, please. Shout out to The Prisoner of Zenda. Hell yeah. One Um, day.
0: One day. We've been put some class into the Genero, but first we have to get over a monumental obstacle in our path. Potentially, Some people like climbing obstacles. I don't know how this is going to go. But we are here to talk about the one, the only, Ace Ventura When Nature Calls. Liam, we owe a great debt for sort of skewing the genero somewhat, making a judgment call and not saying Ace Ventura Jr.
1: I mean, I assume that we owe me a great debt. We haven't seen Ace Ventura junior um maybe it would have been the better way to go i mean you guys will have to tell me how you pleased you are with the pick of going to nature calls but but yes uh the ace ventura junior is either now definitively off the table or still on the table depending well, on how I, you want to it i
2: hope it never comes to picking a favorite because to me that's <laughs> like would you prefer to be uh, strangled or burned alive like would you would you prefer uh, this or, or that i mean uh, i would i would I hope it never comes to the point where I can say, yes, this is the movie I prefer. But you never know. Having not seen Ace Jr., maybe that's unfair of me. But having seen this, I think this was I don't enough.
0: know ace jr radiates some real christmas story 2 vibes
1: that's the uh, that's the and prequel to stand Before. by it's the prequel to stand by me it's the origin <laughs> character <laughs> the origin story of the bully character how he got that way got it may as well be probably <laughs> back in his days of being a pet detective that's <laughs> so- <laughs> what turned him evil
0: so um let me give a quick rundown of like the casting crew of this movie we'll get the we'll get the formalities out of the way I think. Um, and then I think, you know, we've had Mitch's graduation, borderline coronation, with all the trumpet sounds I'm probably going to add. And um, we can get to to the brass tacks. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, 1995. One year after the original movie. Directed by Steve Odenkirk?
2: Not Odenkirk.
0: Not, like not Odenkirk. Important distinction. Not no relation better call Uh, ice he also wrote the movie uh he wrote nutty professor Two, the clumps barnyard bruce almighty cowboys and aliens and he's also got directing credits on this weird inscrutable thing that i can't figure out called thumb wars that appears to be like a star wars parody series of films where the characters are like thumbs with like people's faces sort of like partially superimposed over them. That's all the amount I'm willing to read into that, but I thought it was important people knew that. Um the movie is edited by Malcolm Campbell, who also edited uh Coming to America, Wayne's World, an American werewolf in London. Thankfully not an American werewolf in Paris. Hey uh, now, and hey, Scary hey. movie three <laughs> Um the cinematography is by Donald E. Thorin, uh, who fucking shot Thief, Tango and Cash, Midnight Run, Beverly Hills Cop, Purple Rain, and the 2000 remake of Shaft.
2: An officer and a gentleman.
0: This dude has got fucking bona fides for days, and he stumbled, perhaps mistakenly, onto the set of Ace Ventura, what nature calls, but lord knows man probably got
2: paid so yeah i don't think it was any mistake i think he i think he <laughs> had a I think there was a dotted line that was signed and so no the mistake, smell of money
0: was in the air
2: the color of money was in his eyes
0: <laughs> uh music is by robert folk who uh also worked on that fucking thumb wars thing that i can't figure out uh the never-ending story too and um american pie presents band camp which i mentioned really kind of only for neil but like If anybody else here is a big American pie head, there you go. I mean, Corey, we've talked about this. You know I am. Come on.
2: Hmm.
0: Well,
1: what if I forgot? (laughs) (laughs) Then I I, I guess what the fuck am I doing on this show? (laughs)
0: Well, oh, we well, forgot to mention Liam is leaving because I'm not a good enough friend. In that
1: that's time. right. We've yeah, that's, that's why we brought Mitch in. <laughs> See you um, later. I suspect I suspected this might happen. Corey was showing signs of forgetting I loved American Pie, so I had to act <laughs> fast.
0: Um. So, uh cast the one and only Jim Carrey as the one and only Ace Ventura. We've got ne- Ian. Never McNeese. heard of either of them. Simon Callow, not not Simon Cowell, it's a different guy, um, Maynard Eziashi, Bob Gunton, Damon Stan- Standifer, S- Sophie Okonedo, Arsenio Sunny Trinidad, Danny D. Daniels, Andrew Steele, Danny D. Daniels is really good, holy shit, what a name, uh, Bruce you, Spence, you think the
1: D stands for danny or dan yes
0: yes donald danny dan daniels um donald adewale uh tommy davidson and uh michael reed mckay
1: that's everybody hey everybody some good sounding names in there oh incredible names yeah arsenio
0: sunny trinidad that's good sophie okonedo that's good Andrew Steele, that's pretty good. Also, uh Bruce Spence for anybody who doesn't know, I recognize him right away. Uh if you've seen Mad Max 2, he fly he's the guy flying the gyrocopter. And uh he's also in Mad Max 3 Beyond Thunderdome. He's great. You guys don't sound like big Mad Max heads. Three three men enter
2: and uh I can tell you right now I'm I'm uh, pretty close to leaving with this film. Let me tell you. Oh, you just—we're here. We're talking about it already. Okay, I thought you, I thought we were going to talk about Mad
0: Max for a second, but no, it's fine. Mitch, save your complaints. Well, that wasn't Mad your...
1: Max preference.
0: Oh, you don't like Mad Max?
1: I do. He he oh. just showed his fandom with a I nice line. I just showed my
0: fandom. Oh. I was maybe it was too no, discreet. I,
2: maybe you're a fake fan. It
0: wasn't too discreet. <laughs> but what happened was, um, we just joked about Liam leaving. So I thought you were saying like, oh, I also don't like this, and I am leaving. It didn't. I didn't even clock as like a two men enter, one man leaves. <laughs>
1: Corey was just on high alert that all his friends were leaving him.
0: <laughs> I've I've never not on high alert that all my friends might leave him. <laughs> it's just abandonment. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, you know, let's not turn this podcast into Thunderdome. Let's uh, too late. Let's let's take a breather. You know, let's sit back. Mitch, sip your bourbon. <laughs> And, um, let's talk about Ace Ventura conceptually, you know, do you guys like Ace
1: Ventura? Where are you guys at with that? Do you have a lot of experience with this man? Let's start with, uh,
0: let's start with Liam.
1: I don't, Corey. I don't. So if, if I were to go a bit more, uh, a bit more, I guess macro is the word, a bit more general with it and just talk about the man behind the ace, Jim Carrey. I love Jim Carrey. I've loved Jim Carrey. All my life, Uh, Liar Liar is like one of the first movies I ever remember really loving. That and The Mask, they were just on TV a lot. I had I had them on VHS tape, and I would just mainline those two movies. Loved them. Um, And then I I followed Jim Carrey from there. You know, like I when he he was announced to be in Kick Ass two, I would have when he was announced to be in Kick Ass.
0: You're just going to have to deal with it.
1: <laughs> when he was announced to be in Kick-Ass 2, um, I was stoked. And that would have been, you know, I would have been like a mid-teenager at that point, And so I was thinking, wow, new Jim Carrey that I actually get to be around for? Because in the late 2000s, he, he slowed down a little bit. I liked him in Yes Man. Um, but when it comes to uh, Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura, which are like his two big jim carrey making movies i avoided those movies as a kid um well i guess i first i i didn't see them just because they weren't on tv but then i actively avoided them because they just sounded so dumb to me um just Appropriately, like perhaps too yeah too too dumb i like jim carrey in liar liar because he's he's like playing a grounded dude. And then he ends up getting thrust into this wacky circumstance. And, and the humor is like layered on top of this realism that makes it even more funny. Cause it's so fantastical and surreal. And then the mask is like a comic book type movie. So uh, just the fact of having that mask figure there makes it so wacky. So I like his humor in those movies, but dumb and dumber and Ace Ventura, just by looking at the posters and a few of the scenes that people would quote, um i just thought it looked like the silliest thing you know jim carrey's head is coming out of a rhino and and he's making annoying noises in both movies and i just thought I don't think I wanna. I wanna see that Jim Carrey. In fact, I had to get a friend personally recommend me what I thought was a stupid Jim Carrey movie in order for me to watch it, which was Me, Myself, and Irene. I saw that in high school, and I thought I thought it was okay. But even then, I thought it it pushed the it pushed the boundary a bit, where I was like, "This Jim Carrey is a bit a bit too much for me." I really like the guy. Like I I like his charisma. I like being around him. But I, I was also very aware that if if he's going too hard it might be it it might be too much for me and so i didn't watch dumb and dumber or ace ventura for that reason i still have not seen dumb and dumber and um in this case i did not go back and watch the original ace ventura and i i didn't do that because one it's not a movie i was dying to get to on my own anyway sometimes when a sequel comes up on our list, um, I'll go back and see the original because it's something that I've been wanting to watch. I have some sort of interest in, and I'll use it as an opportunity. Or I'll do it in order to uh, just give myself the full picture. I'll think, okay, if I'm seeing the second one, I kind of want to see where the origin is. I've grown to like doing that. But when it comes to Ace Ventura 2, my assumption was that we're probably just going to get more of the same. If I like Ace Ventura 2 enough, I'll go back and watch the first one. But I felt pretty safe in just starting with number two. Um, so that's where I'm at. This was my introduction to Ace Ventura. Yeah, you're Ace not Ventura. missing the lore. That's right. Yeah, I figured he, I, he's, he's a pet detective. I know that because I've heard that title and that's it.
0: Well, and he says it in this movie. So if you didn't know, now you know. Right. Yes, yes, yes. All uh, right. Yeah, that's it. Mitch, what about you?
2: So, I have very limited experience with the other Ace Ventura movies. Very limited. And for my opinion, good reason. Um, I cannot stand. (laughs) Bitch is here, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot stand Jim Carrey. In one of my notes, I wrote. If I had to sit next to Ace Ventura on an airplane, I would be guilty of, of second degree murder upon landing. I cannot <laughs> stand Ace Ventura. I cannot stand Jim Carrey's performance. I hate the Grinch, like the modern Grinch. I'm much more of a Boris Karloff, oh, Chuck, Chuck Jones, 1966. Good call. I'm with they you there, man. they bastardized the Grinch, Jim Carrey specifically. I, I find his performances insufferable. I find so him, when he's sorry, on the so, screen, so you're
1: you're you're against Jim Carrey entirely is what you're saying completely uh every fiber of my being
2: I loathe his performances I loathe his brand of physical comedy I loathe his sort of like animated sense it does nothing for me it didn't do anything for me when I was a kid like when I watched like the mask or something I was like when they were like somebody stop me I was like I wish somebody would um (laughs) I I cannot stand jim carrey and honestly this is the worst fucking movie i've ever seen i i have ever seen i think You've like jumped
0: the gun mitchell but uh, I hey it.
2: you know what i'm just showing my hand right now i'm showing it i hated every minute of this film and it's only made worse for jim carrey like by jim carrey i think like yeah that 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 is where i stand uh I'd better stop now before I say something I regret. Since this is going out,
0: um, okay. So Mitch is on a watch list for threatening to go after Jim Carrey, which is a a bold way to I think start your tenure. And um, you know, I'm also just gonna get out in front of this one. I don't know. Uh, I don't really know a ton about this man, Jim Carrey. I've seen a couple of his films. I've seen the mm. first of Ventura. I remember watching that a decent amount. Um, when I was a kid, dang Corey, at least a couple times. Impressive, Uh, yeah, because he has to save the Miami Dolphins dolphin, and Dan Marino is there. Um, and also that movie has a lot of like really shitty transphobic jokes in it, so it has not aged exceptionally well. Um, but uh, I haven't seen a lot of his other movies. I I feel like I might like that Grinch movie if I watched it now. I, d- I never really did, but there's just something I have a
1: feeling that maybe I would. We're definitely hitting that up this December. Now oh, that I, I know we, this from both of you, we have. Yeah, to. Yeah, uh,
0: I think we have to. It, frankly, I think that, might be, that might be that might be a sometimes
1: already. Mitch. That's all I'm gonna
2: say. Yeah,
0: Mitch, you're you're, you're you're entitled to to bow out at your at your leisure. But I haven't seen a lot of the like staple Jim Carrey stuff.
1: Uh, I think he's fine. He's pretty funny. I don't know. Well, let me let me throw this at both of you then really quickly, just so we can get this Jim Carrey talk get my glove. out of the actually, way. Let me, but <laughs> does it fit? Well, that glove. Yes, before. Mitch. Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't mind
2: his impressions. I think he's a good impressionist. I'll give him that. So like um, when
1: he's on a sketch show, like doing yeah, a particular when he's on, impression, when he's on
2: like a late night talk show or something, or I think it, there's one. Uh, Why actually, was he Joe Biden? But he does. That was he, he does a good dumb. impression. Anyway. Um, and I think that he's like, obviously like a, like a talented, he's, he has like a, like a talent, but it is a talent that, um, I do not <laughs> like being around. I do You're not, saying I just, he
0: has talent, him. like your parents are making you eat vegetables for the first time. <laughs> You're yeah. saying it with such contempt.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I have nothing but contempt for his work.
1: Okay. Well, okay. So let me throw this at you. because. Because I thought we were coming into this um, episode, I thought no matter how they feel about the movie, however much they have to say about how they don't like it or like it or vice versa, how how little they have to say, I thought at least this is our first Jim Carrey movie. I thought, hey, maybe we can even do like a top 10 Jim Carrey movies. And I (laughs) thought we would all just have a blast and it would be like a fun topical episode. And uh, well, listeners, I think you can hear where we're at with that one. So let me ask let I'm me sure ask a you good guys person.
2: i'm sure he's a good person I'm
1: <laughs> sure but even then i don't care about how good a per- i don't want to do top five jim carrey acts that he's done of goodness in his life i am,
0: I'm I am, scro- I am scrolling through his imdb i could not possibly develop a top five
1: that's fine. I, yeah, I, I I understand that ship has sailed. Don't you worry.
0: <laughs> um, I read Mr. Popper's Penguins, and I thought it said Mary Poppins Returns, and I nearly had a stroke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me just throw these movies out at you one by one if you guys have seen them and if you haven't and what you feel about them, just so we can get a, a bit of a look here, because I've mentioned some others, and clearly you guys don't have uh, big feelings on those or you don't like them. Let me ask you this. The Cable Guy, 1996. I haven't seen uh, it.
0: I watched a clip of it a couple months ago at work because I needed it for a segment. I needed the audio. That's all I know.
2: Okay. I know Mm that
0: one scene.
2: (laughs) Okay. He's in the he's in the Deadpool like the like the the uh, Deadpool? the Dirty <laughs> Harry movie like the the Dirty Harry movie from like the eighties. He's in that one. He's actually okay in that one, but it's one of his earlier roles when he hadn't developed his brand, that's, which yeah. I loathe so much. Anyway,
1: keep going. Yeah, it's one of his first roles. That's yeah. uh...
0: his brand, aka smoking. <laughs> All
1: right, let me ask you this: Man on the Moon, nineteen
2: ninety nine. I haven't even heard of that.
1: I wish he'd go there, and I wish he'd stay there. <laughs> 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 that's a movie where he plays uh, a dude named andy kaufman Corey, you heard of that guy oh
2: i know who andy kaufman is yeah, yeah he he is. Plays, maybe i do it's know a, what this like movie a biopic i'm about pretty sure him. this movie has
1: been recommended to me actually but, yeah that that sounds the most like a mitch movie yeah i um, know it's been recommended to me maybe i ought to see it but i have to tell you it's not high on the pile got you okay uh and there's also a really good documentary uh about the making of the man on the moon that just came out a few years ago uh listeners if you guys are interested in that okay how about this one lemony snicket's a series of unfortunate events
2: yes didn't read those books didn't see those films i've read the books i've seen the films and uh let's just leave it at that
1: okay wow okay um (laughs) In my opinion, uh, a series of unfortunate events. I think that's a really good conduit for Jim Carrey's humor. Um, yeah, it's
2: probably like it's 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 fairly good casting. All right, like I he's like I, I'm not like dying to see it. It's not like this is this is the one I'm taking with me to a desert island. But he's right. He's fairly, He's well cast. I'll give that to him there.
1: I think so. Yeah, like they, I, I'm a big fan of that book series and they did another adaptation for Netflix, uh, a series, and Neil Patrick Harris plays, um, yeah. Homie, what's it, it? Count Olaf? And um, I'm a huge How I Met Your Mother fan, so I really like Neil Patrick Harris. And I thought that upon seeing it, I was ready to love Neil Patrick Harris in that role. I think Jim Carrey blew him out of the water, so I just want to put that on record. You know, I
2: think I
0: prefer
1: Neil Patrick Harris, but uh, yeah.
0: Shout out to my man Count Olaf, I love Frozen.
1: (laughs) There you go. All right, all right. Now I'm going to get into the heavy hitters quick, guys, because this is what I'm really interested in hearing your guys' feelings about. All right. The Truman Show, 1998?
2: Mm, this is yeah. the part where I admit I've never seen the Truman I've Show. I've seen the Truman Show and actually I kind of forgot that he was in that. And uh <laughs> He's Truman. Yeah, he is Truman. <laughs> I, totally, it's his show. I like that I like that movie, but I mostly like the soundtrack by Philly G. But, Shout out to my man Philly G. Yeah. But uh yeah, you know, that movie's alright. I, I like uh, it. I like it. I like the music. I think it's well made. But again, like I just, uh, I have like this almost chemical
1: reaction to Jim. It sounds like it, yeah. I th- if this I think were a that test, one. I'd
0: be failing shit.
1: I think he's playing that like so. I think he he knows how to not go too over in that movie. I think that's like a perfect. You know how there are now like perfect Nick Cage movies like Mandy, where people are like, no, oh, they uh-huh. know how to use Nick Cage now. I think Truman Show is that for Jim Carrey. I think, I think so. Think too. It has.
2: It's one of his more grounded, sort of sympathetic. Um, Parts that it, I, yeah yeah I and were... big take later is going to be that ace ventura
0: should have been more sympathetic
1: <laughs> um and not just as a role like that movie i think is so well written and clever i love that's a 10 out of 10 to me okay last one uh that i want to know about from you guys um is eternal sunshine of the spotless mind 2004
0: this is the part where i admit i haven't seen eternal sunshine of the spotless
2: mind <laughs> i've seen bits of it again recommended to me but no and again the, like those are sort of like sort of his more like loftier works like mm-hmm. like you didn't mm-hmm. you didn't ask if we saw the mask no and again i feel like i feel like maybe my my hatred is comes from like just having seen the crap right and again everyone's like oh you've got to see it the like cameron's told me to watch this movie a million times and i've and it's been on my list for probably well, since high school so for like for like 6 years sorry cameron um <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah no i I've I've seen um, like fractions and fragments and but, but yeah, never never the whole thing.
0: The only thing I think of when uh I hear Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is uh at some point in the relatively recent past I saw a piece of art about that movie from an illustrator I really like named Brianna Ashby, which I'm mostly mentioning as like a free plug for Brianna Ashby. Uh but that's about it. <laughs>
1: Cool. Well, that sounds good, guys. It just turns yeah. out uh, if I want to do a Jim Carrey podcast, I might have to look elsewhere. Or actually, I think it would be really cool to do a Jim Carrey podcast with you guys because you're coming at it from such a different angle, and we'd go through the filmography and see you if stuff jumps Mitch. out. Are you, are,
2: you, <laughs> are you hoping to see some kind of like great arc where I'm like like a, some Green Eggs and Ham shit where I'm like I I do not like Jim Carrey. I do not like him. In this movie. He's and very then, scary. And then
1: all of a sudden I'm like, I do like Jim Carrey. I do. Thank you so much. So, yeah, I, I don't mean to put you guys on the spot with all those Jim Carrey movies. It's just when when the topic of Jim Carrey comes up, and particularly like strong opinions on Jim Carrey, or even uh, sort of ambivalent opinions like Corey has because he's seen so little of the work. Those are just the movies I think of where, where I wonder... Have you seen these and 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 what's your opinion on them, just in case? Cause um when it comes to me for my love of Jim Carrey, like I think it's pretty unique that I love Jim Carrey, but I I haven't seen Ace Ventura Pet Detective. I'll talk about how I feel about when nature calls, but I'll I'll tell you right now I'm not on the level of the love I feel for liar liar with that one. So it's not just a Jim Carrey thing. Um But when I think of Jim Carrey, I really do think of The Truman Show and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, I think those are like two two just my favorite movies um, that I've ever seen. And so if you guys are ever looking to give Jim Carrey a shot, not necessarily his brand of humor, because these movies, particularly Eternal Sunshine, don't illustrate that. They are really different for him, Um, but they might make you at least be able to say, well, hey, I don't hate every moment I've spent with that guy.
2: Some of these stars sort of have that. Like Adam Sandler has like Punch Drunk Love and Uncut Gems where it's like, oh, you know, this guy can... I'm not saying Jim Carrey can't act. I'm just saying that I don't normally care for... I don't care for the performances by him that I've seen, so much so that I'm not about to seek it out. But I mean, like... I don't know. I've had enough people tell me to watch these movies that are like maybe it's maybe it's worth my time and maybe I'm maybe I'm too entrenched and I don't know if I necessarily want to die on this hill, but
1: Right. Yeah. That that makes that makes a whole lot of sense. I'd say um You know, when you're thinking of if you should watch Truman Show or Eternal Sunshine, just put Jim Carrey aside for a second and think of the premises. Think of maybe what you've heard about the filmmaking, if any, because I think both those movies are just so well made. And uh, I have seen
2: Truman Show; it's not bad.
1: Right, you're right. Sorry, good. I I like I like Uh, parts of it. Yeah, but Eternal Sunshine—that movie is like so exquisitely made that I think I think you would find a lot to like that in that, even if you're putting Jim Carrey aside. Anyway, uh, yeah, he is an Adam Sandler sort of guy, and we'll get to my thoughts and all our thoughts on Adam Sandler another time. But uh, when they
0: make a sequel to Uncut Gems,
1: <laughs> but yeah, maybe maybe we should zoom in to uh, to uh, Ace Ventura now that we've got our Jim talk out of the way.
0: So uh, Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls is. Um this is the part where i'd normally explain the plot but the plot itself is so like inherently shit (laughs) that uh i'm not gonna do it in uh i'm not gonna give the movie a lot of credit here um so ace ventura is um in a tibetan monastery to attempt to cure his like existential malaise by seeking enlightenment and is sought out by this fucking pith helmet wearing dweeb um who works in a fictional african country called nibia and um there are two tribes in that country that are essentially just um this movie slamming a bunch of colonial stereotypes together and Ace Ventura is tasked with um, helping find what uh, is a sacred white bat to those tribes and thwarting poachers and
2: fucking uh, Mm. colonialists. But The way that they speak about these two tribes and how they're wrong, (sighs) I've never heard a children's movie speak so casually about genocide, but keep going.
0: Ugh! Um, well, that's basically what the movie's about, is Ventura has to do that and hijinks ensue. Um, <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Mitch, start talking. Sure. What How do you be like? feel about this movie? Actually, before you do that, give me one second. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <done. laughs>
1: Did Corey just cock a gun?
2: <laughs> no, that was the opening of a can. Um... Right, I'm coming for Jim Carrey. Right, um, during that sort of, I want to talk a bit when we start. We can start from the beginning. We talk about that sort of uh, staircase at the dawn of time. We can uh, we can talk about that sort of um, uh, Tibetan sequence. It's that sequence. I think it made me so angry because you know it is it is nicely shot to a degree and it kind of echoes the art style of films like black narcissists with that nice staircase and then of course it's sort of got like this element of like exoticism that doesn't necessarily sit right in a children's movie and then it goes inside and jim carrey is dressed like the dalai lama in what's that movie by marty is it kundun i don't know but um yeah, he's dressed in that garb and he says I must apologize and I'm like, yeah, you know, I think you should. Um it's 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 terrible in every sort of sense and he talks about his quote unquote super galactic oneness and the way that he sort of trivializes eastern belief systems and everything in this movie is a caricature. Nothing is is genuine, and no joke is too low. And every single joke that they set up, they destroy itself with something that sort of follows next. Next thing you know, the monks are popping champagne, and a slinky is going down the stairwell shot that was beautiful. It, it, this film really quick, destroys itself.
0: Uh, fans of the show will remember that if you remember the scene from the next Karate Kid where the monks go bowling, it's a, it's similar to that in the weird like oh how crazy seeing monks do fucking a cartwheel it's so dumb sorry i wanted to get that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> i hate it i hated it the slinky gag awful and it's it's like they they set up a nice shot they ruin it with the dumb gag they like it's this movie like eats itself alive um yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, like, what are your thoughts on that opening sequence?
0: You're speaking so softly, it sounds like you're about to weep. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's painful. Opening sequence is fucking stupid, because the rest of the movie is fucking stupid. I'm not even gonna give this movie the credit of, like, thoughtful terminology. Oh, sorry, to...
2: I, I said that that was the opening sequence, but it wasn't. There's that bit with the hose and then where he pukes, <sighs> pukes in a bird's mouth, and then you know you're in... This movie...
0: Is if you ignore all the casual like stereotyping and racism at its base level, this movie's just really egregiously stupid and just not in a way that I find entertaining. The entertainment value was further and further depleted as Mitch is saying by stupid choices, overt racism, and like stereotyping of various groups. Um, but at its base level, it's just not fucking funny. Yeah. Uh and it's really really annoying. My um my first... I'm thinking of that scene with Ace Ventura in the fucking plane that you alluded uh, to where he's just like making sounds yeah
2: i like, i, I wanted to throw him out of the plane i, I really hate i really hate a long flight with somebody that's crying like i get i get really like i think that that's like like the where i've seen like the darkest parts of my psyche there's when, <laughs> one <laughs> when i'm on a plane with somebody i don't want to be next to um like i'm ready to open the door and yeah <laughs> everybody out abandoned uh, ship yeah, grab a parachute and jump out. But my first note of this movie is, much like the raccoon, my life is truly in the hands of Ace Ventura, <laughs> pet detective. And then later I wrote, that raccoon is lucky that it plummeted to its death in the ravine so he didn't have to see this movie. Um. Okay, we've said a lot here, but Liam,
1: you're the opinion, you're the voice that's missing here. Yes, I will jump in in one second. I'm trying to wrangle the birds so that I don't get chirped at the entire time. Like a pet detective? Much like a pet detective. I learned a few tricks from my boy Ace, so if I just tie up this little zip line that we can crawl across, the bird should be okay. I mean, that's assuming... I mean, don't drop the bird. I mean, birds do have benefits that
0: uh, raccoons perhaps do not, but, you know
2: yeah you know opposable thumbs wings i'd call that a fair trade like, unless you're uh...
0: well it's only a fair trade if you're not being dropped off of a zipline ain't it
2: yeah you know the raccoon climbed up there on its own like totally fine he was fine to get up there he was doing okay we don't know... well, wait, and then ace he... intervened what if he got helicopter dropped like well how did he get up there man like it's a sure... what if he a... got dropped off what that's if she what was i'm saying? saying what if he was just like Climbing for fun. And he has opposable thumbs, after all. He has free is, will. The problem is
0: raccoons can't speak English, because the
2: alternative should have
0: been, "Uh, what if the raccoon, as, as I think you're alluding to, wanted to be there?
2: I believe the raccoon did, and that Ace Ventura wrongly intervened. And I also believe that, while he's a pet detective... And Ace he... Ventura, like all other
0: cops,
1: is bad.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: all right, guys, I've I've figured out this pet thing. So the, so the deal with this is that uh, Corey, despite what listeners might think, has not been putting bird chirping sounds throughout the entire podcast because we're talking about a pet movie. I have a new bird, and uh, it has to hang out in this room with me until it's quarantined from our other two birds. So in a week or two, it'll be stowed away like all the others, and the chirping will be a bit more occasional. But for now... The bird is is flying around here. And so I'm feeding it right now, much like a pet detective. I've got some millet in my hand and it's just munching. So now we're good to go. So I'm ready to unload without fear of being chirped over because of what I'm about to say about this movie. Please. Um, Guys, I was on. You guys hate this movie, right? That's where you're at. Yeah, I was yeah, in and out. Yeah, I was yeah, in and uh, out. Yeah, okay, every yeah, okay. fiber of my being. Gotcha. More
2: than a, more than most things. I worked. Understood. I worked a twelve-hour day, and then I watched this.
1: So I,
0: I mean, played. Uh, yeah. I played F one twenty twenty through part of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> I was in and out a little bit, trying to wrangle the bird. But that's that's what I was picking up was that these guys don't like this movie. Um, guys, I was I was properly Mitchie Poppins with this movie. Um, what does that and, mean? You, you know, Corey. Specific. I know I have to be more specific. Cory Corey doesn't remember uh, people's opinions on these movies when we talk about them on the podcast. But if you recall, Mitch, <laughs> <Fuck> you. <laughs> 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 Mitch. Uh, but what I mean is that Mitch did not like Mary Poppins Returns for the first half or so. Uh, Corey and I did not like Mary Poppins Returns much for about the entire runtime. But Mitch was more unique in that uh, about halfway through the movie, he started to like it. Um, and That's where I'm at with this one, too, guys. I know I swear. <laughs> no, um, and this also falls this, in line this with this
0: whole rebrand in the podcast has to get canceled. That's a shame. <laughs> that's a
1: shame. Can we make that sometimes word go next to Liam's <laughs> name instead? And, and um, never Liam. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is this also falls in line with the American Pie thing, so it's not entirely out of character. So I was the one fighting for American Reunion, if you guys remember. Another dumb comedy movie, which we... Uh, yeah, we but don't... you had Neil in your corner. Hardly, though. He didn't like that movie. Yeah, but he wanted to talk about American Pie. <laughs> I mean you do remember that you're good Corey.
0: <laughs> that's what i meant i didn't mean he liked it but it's like we didn't choose to talk about
1: this we were forced so you guys don't even want to talk about am I, should i solo cast this i'll do that's, it no that's not what i meant but no like i, I genero, have two
2: thousand words worth of notes i'm i'm staying here
1: the general
0: put us here is what i mean
1: right 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 well, well I, we
0: decided to talk about american <laughs> reunion
1: yeah. Well, I, I never would have decided to talk about this movie. Um, But here we are. I hated it for the first half. I really hated it, man. Correct. Um, I thought, holy moly, this is exactly what people have been making fun of Jim Carrey for my entire life. And I've never quite understood the hate for Jim Carrey because I've seen stuff like Liar Liar. Uh, the mask you know i know mitch you find the mask annoying but for me i think that's that's and, the, and liar
2: liar but you know keep going <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh
1: but for me those are those are um the, the jim carrey performance is channeled in a way that i can stomach um and then i've got stuff that i really like jim carrey in, you know like the more serious movies that i talked about um but when this started and i understood who ace ventura was because i i really didn't know what his ca- i've seen him on the posters and i know that his catchphrase is "Alrighty then but beyond that i had no idea that he was the way that he threatens to be on the poster all the time i i was not prepared <laughs> for I was not prepared for how inhuman Jim Carrey would be in this role. I mean, I guess kudos to him. I read that he, he modeled this performance after a bird um, in, in every aspect. Yeah, His performance is entirely inhuman. Kudos is what you just
0: said, correct? Yeah. Okay.
1: Because he modeled his entire performance after a bird, the way he walks, talks, the sounds he makes, the way he looks. So he was going for an inhuman thing um oh, I, ha- I
2: hate birds so that must be explained
1: it checks out yeah mitch mitch did mention that he hates birds to me today um <laughs> and i was not down with that oh my gosh i just thought it was so grade school humor um and it was the sort of thing that i thought how was this popular it's amazing that this was popular this is the sort of thing where um like i i understand finding it funny when you're a fourth grader and also your friends are fourth graders because you're all making these sorts of jokes um but the fact that this was made by adults and performed by adults and written by adults i was just thinking how how could this happen um this is the most boneheaded uh Annoying thing I have seen in a long, long time. And Ace Ventura is an annoying character. He annoys everyone in the movie that he's with. And I thought, how? I guess they're trying to walk some sort of line where Ace Ventura needs to be annoying to all the characters he is with. But he has to be appealing to the audience. The audience can't find him annoying the entire way through, or else they won't like the movie. Um, I'd say <laughs> that most people who who don't like uh, Jim Carrey would probably say that they find him annoying. I'd, I'd say that's probably a pretty common word used to describe him. And I think that, uh, I mean, that's totally true. That's, that's what he that's what he's doing in a lot of these movies he's just annoying people there's that scene from dumb and dumber where he just says you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world and then he does it and so he's just an annoying guy and everyone in the movie has to find him annoying but the audience has to not find him annoying and i did not think it was working i found him so annoying in this movie um, but then like what what won you over what ter- what changed like, what, your mind you what, have to fast how did you forward turn that, corner? that convinced you you have to tell us what changed I think that the gag writing in this movie just ended up proving itself. I liked the writing. It's that's And that's all I can do to defend this movie, right? It's going to be easy to defend it. Uh, I can't convince anyone to like it. It's not that sort of movie. I can't like tell you why it's good, but I can say why I ended up liking it. And it's as simple as this is a comedy movie, and it ended up making me laugh a bunch, man. I just thought some of these gags here, in in terms of the writing... Are clever and I liked them. And then uh, Jim Carrey's performance, either it like broken clock is right twice a day it and he lucked into something and I was like that's I like what he's doing there physically and often that would happen and then it would get pushed a bit too far so it's not that I fell in love with Jim Carrey's performance or anything one example of that would be when Ace Ventura is first brought into uh the rich villain man's party and you know they're in a lavish room um all these formal p- party goers and and uh sort of off center, you see Ace just like trying to throw food into his mouth, like throw uh, small food items into his mouth. I thought that was just a funny little subtle visual gag, and then immediately after that, you get him putting a bunch of food all over his face, like in his eyes and and coming out of his mouth and stuff. And I thought, man, that's just that's one step too far. Another would be um, the joke where ace ventura this guy loves animals i like that about his character um i think that's a that's a cool uh character trait and he likes animals so much that he he runs into someone at this rich party who is wearing a fur you know sash and and he says that's pretty fucked up basically is what he says to her and um and 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 uh he then proves the point by knocking out who he calls the monopoly man. Cause he looks like the, the the monopoly man. Uh, he knocks out the monopoly guy and puts him on his shoulders and then just prances around with him on his shoulders. And I think that is a funny joke. Um, but then that's the movies. Everything, one joke.
2: everything goes too far though. Everything and then it goes takes, on for too everything long. takes, every joke is taken to a point that it's no longer funny. Uh, maybe that's just me. I mean and, comedy no, subject. I mean, I'm not about to tell you what's like funny and what's not, but that's in my experience like that's I just thought that it was like oh like that's kind of funny and then like it it just goes to a point it's just not funny anymore. But, right. Yeah.
1: That no. That's a totally. That's an apt criticism, and I'm I'm with you for a lot of these jokes. I think that that Monopoly guy over the shoulders joke ends up getting ruined because I think it sticks on it too long. I think we get Jim Carrey prancing around too long. I think there should have been a cut earlier, oh. and so I thought that one was ruined as well. But then it just turned out that um in the second half of the movie, I thought there were enough jokes that I thought were funny and i thought that uh i guess just like the editing or the jim carrey's performance in those moments made it work out you know i still don't like the character in between all these all these jokes because he never stops being that ace ventura but stuff like uh he's um like he's saying the name that makes all the uh the the people of this village bow down so they bow whenever they hear the name and then he decides to just test them by saying things that sound similar to it and try to trip them up like i think that's funny i thought that scene really worked and i could say uh, a number of others that ended up really working for me so that's that's where i end up on this movie guys
2: during that scene where he's saying stuff like that he has like
1: this, what I wrote in my notes is in
2: a, in a rant of like culturally inappropriate alliteration. A says like Sassafras, Sarsaparilla, Shawshank Redemption, which I thought was sort of tragically funny because this movie features Bob Gunton who plays Warden Norton in Shawshank Redemption. And he's a minor role in this movie, but that line just sort of stopped me in my tracks and sort of self reflection. And I said, like my God, what did they do to you? Like, what a stark and unfair juxtaposition of your work. You were in Shawshank, and now you're in this. <laughs> and they they say it in the movie, but honestly, for for most of this movie, I would say that I was like, I was honestly like, it kind of insulted. I've I I think I've seen like, I've seen movies with a greater cultural sensitivity that have come out in like in the '40s. Like, I I thought that the a lot of this movie, like, especially like the colonial aspects are very well researched. Um, like for example, Ace in a throwaway line says, we love you dark continent as he's like, playing on a mushroom drum yeah that set. line fucked me yeah up. and i guess for anybody who oh doesn't who doesn't know what the like the term dark continent means it's a very antiquated phrase that was used in the 19th century during the race for africa and it's because it sort of evoked like the mysteries and i guess the quote-unquote savagery that they thought they could find in the interior because it wasn't well explored and this dates back to dr livingston and looking for the heart of the congo and all that but the term is really an un- outdated although interestingly enough some investors still use the term today because from space the lack of electricity in africa it it is like a dark continent and so they they use that term kind of like um i guess discriminatively to speak to the lack of opportunity there absolutely it's Um, discriminatively so no, definitely. It definitely is. And so, like, I I was genuinely um, offended. And of course, the whole, like, central conspiracy in this movie is about guano, like animal shit. Like, if you've done any reading about, like, the colonization of South America, um, pretty much, like, bat guano was used in gunpowder. And this is from the 1700s onward. And so it became very sought after. And in the 1850s, I think in 1853, America... Um, or they passed something sorry 1856 it was called the guano islands act and they took 13 islands in the atlantic and not uh, 20 20 islands in the uh, in the pacific and, and that happened later but pretty much like people like fought colonial wars over guano so like this movie is like very well researched in like the in the history and particularly like the, the dark history, but to say that like oh like the the pantomime colonizers are the bad guys because they've got animals on the wall like it's the life and death of Colonel Blimp, but Ace Ventura with his sort of like casual colonial attitudes is like the good guy. I don't know. I just I I could not well, root, root for him. I was constantly disgusted at every corner. Really,
0: here's here's the thing. It's well researched, but it's simultaneously partaking in a lot of those things as if it's just a bit but yeah. here's the thing it's not a fucking bit man yeah like it's an, it's a kid's movie it well it's a kid's movie on the but it's also like these things have ramifications you know yeah like and also really quick fuck anybody listening to this who goes oh you guys are thinking too hard it's a jim carrey comedy fuck off expect more of your movies i don't care what it is the other day I talked about the new Mortal Kombat movie. That movie's fucking bad. I'm I do a podcast about Mortal Kombat. I don't give a shit. Expect more out of your movies. This movie's racist. It's fucking stupid. But, like, you can't just say, oh, it's a joke, when your whole framing device is, oh, we have one tribe that's very peaceable and and happy, and they don't do anything and they're great and they barely they barely do anything it's like they're not even the noble sort of savage and, trope. and then we've it's got awful. and then we've got yeah so you've got your noble savage trope and then you've got your like warlike like savage yeah. trope just juxtapose against one another and here's the thing it doesn't matter if you fucking tell me that's a joke it's fucking
2: yeah ugh, like it's, it's not only in like the central The narrative. great
0: white bat of yeah. the tribe is called shikaka and they it's all about guano like are you fucking kidding me
2: yeah and also like there's that there's that one line where it's like oh yes like the love interest like that that whole narrative in itself oh. made me deeply uncomfortable but and there's a the the part where of the movie the yeah, whole yeah. end bit well, is we'll predicated on we'll ah. get there but um like the the last gag is just like jaw dropping but um like there's this one part where jim's like ah oh, you speak english and the exoticized sort of african love interest is like the missionaries they come yeah, with books holy shit. and it's like holy shit holy <laughs> like, shit uh, I, i've like, seen i've seen like more like culturally delicate films from from the 40s and the 30s and like, and
0: like like uh we've talked about just making the colonialists and poachers the real bad guys is not enough because it's such like a non-factor overall like yeah. you barely interact with those characters of course they're stereotypes too but it doesn't gloss over the Shocking degree to which the movie relies on really, really, like you've said, antiquated, hurtful stereotypes and just structured around
2: mostly stupid jokes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, like all like the tropes of this movie are I think like it's steeped in like the nineteenth the century sort of like adventure novels, like the bit with the spear going into the leg or where he's neck deep in the sand. Like this stuff is borrowed like right from like an H. Ryder Haggard novel, like the guy who wrote King Solomon's Minds. Like Yeah. It's, it's 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 those sort of like attitudes on display, but it's from nineteen ninety-five and like it, it 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 just does not sit Sit right with me, and everybody in this movie, like I said earlier, is like a is a pantomime. Everything is is pastiche. Nothing is sincere or, or original, and it's it's imitating like a million unfortunate cliches and yeah, design it's got decisions a bit like, from um, other movies. Yeah, it's got a
0: bit of, like, Sanders on the river. Yeah, and it's so um, indecisive. It's It's like, oh, they listen listen to the
2: white man and he brings them all in line, but they like him because he's nice. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, all of that is exhausting and, and, like, so is Carrie's performance and, like, I don't know. I was just, like, I was, like, too, I don't know. I just didn't care. Like, after a point. Okay, Liam, you're
0: up. Time to defend
2: this
1: movie. I, 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 laugh. I laughed at a lot of stuff in the second half. Like I said, that's all I can do. Uh, the racism is not lost on me. I absolutely think this is a racist, uh, insensitive uh, movie. Um, I just, uh, when they drifted into some of these jokes... They and they got me. And so that's 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 all I could do, man. Like the the family watching the the fake rhino give birth to a human Jim Carrey. <laughs> that was fucking funny. Yeah. And that's since become a meme yeah. on the Internet. Like, I've that's seen right. That. I've seen that reused. And, and that made it more funny to me because I have seen the meme, like just the photo of him coming out of the rhino. So And even last week when we rang upon this movie in the general, Corey said something like, uh, this is a movie where Jim Carrey is in the rhino or the elephant or something. So we, we both knew that it was coming, um, but I didn't know the context at all. I, I even had no idea that it was a fake rhino. And so when that set up... Um, happens he's inside this rhino to a mechanical rhino to spy on people and it's hot in there so he takes his shirt off and then he breaks the handle getting out so he finds a hole near the rear and has to climb out and then a family thinks that it's an actual rhino so they watch the the beautiful nature of childbirth and then a a human Jim Carrey comes out like gasping for air I just think that's good comedy writing I like that that setup and punchline and so um from there, I honestly think that might have been the turn for me. I thought stuff was funny before that. Like, I did like the slinky ga- gag. I thought that Jim Carrey went a bit too hard on it at the end um, in, in the, his performance, as as he so often does in this movie. But I just think the, that that's a, a funny joke, that it's a big staircase. And so he wants to put a slinky down it before he goes. Um, but I think the rhino gag is really when things turned where from that point on, I mostly liked a lot of the big jokes that came afterwards another one is um when ace is trying to get his friend who he just met to translate for him and uh the 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 dude is um saying the basically the opposite of what ace is trying to say and just making him sound awful and then uh ace learns the word for white devil and so he so so he said he first he says uh to the translator to tell them he's not a white devil and he says I just the translator says I just met you how do I know and then uh the translator goes on to uh translate Ace's um supposed to be congenial messages and uh and he's he's saying you know that Ace is actually saying he's going to kill them and stuff and and Ace goes I couldn't help but notice you said the white devil but <laughs> I picked up on that one don't say and I just I I like that that sort of The humor, um, uh, like I wasn't aware that the wachulus, the wachudus, were biters. Ace says that at one point too. It's just like it's
0: Wachutu and yeah, Yes, um,
1: and I just some of those jokes, man, they just got me, and that's that's really all I all I can do about it. He makes a crocodile hit itself and says, "Stop hitting yourself!" (laughs) Like that's it's like obviously a fake crocodile, like. Oh my gosh. It got me, man. It got me. Dude, Jack's off real hard. Fuck dude, dude, that was funny, too. <laughs> did you, did you because... Well, when they find, uh, when Jim Carrey gets walked in on, having jerked off, he's like panting so hard. And it's just
2: he's, so... he's practicing his mantra, but he's yeah. practicing his mantra, but apparently he has a a life of, the one thing that I found, I mean, I rolled my eyes, but like after that scene, he's like, what a big load off my mind. Speculate, you... or he's he's like, you know, you don't try it. You, It's just speculation. You never know. I mean, like the following lines that ensue, are all kind of metaphors, and that kind of made me, like, you know, briefly exhale air out of my nostrils. I mean, I'm willing
0: to admit I laughed at the fucking Monopoly man thing, but then it went on yeah. too long. Yeah the, yeah,
1: the one he puts him over his arms after yeah, punching him. Yeah, that he just yeah.
0: punched him straight in the face and wore him around yeah. did make and me I, laugh. I yeah. mean, I
2: know you were talking about, like, the quality of the gags, and then I, like, sw- switched over to my hatred for, like, the to the racism of this movie, which might not necessarily be, like, a, a fair, like switch of thought when we're trying to have a conversation but i feel like so much of like the of the humor in this movie like is sort of like steeped in those tropes that, that make me really all uncomfortable. of it is like, all, all of it, it is. is yeah
0: and th- none of this is to say that like if if anybody laughed at some of that shit that you're like an inherently bad oh person. no 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 yeah but, no, like, i'm not saying that it's just i i have like just zero tolerance for shit like that um so even beyond like a well set up bit like if this is the foundation on which we're building like this house is going to get washed into the fucking sea yeah, it's a like, rotten is no foundation
1: yeah good visual gag uh when ace ventura has to reach all the way into someone's throat and he just like goes down to elbow deep to get the apple core like i was not expecting that sort of thing in this movie and then he pushes a pregnant woman's belly to make a baby fly i did
0: not like that oh my gosh that's the sort of
1: thing and i totally get that that's the sort of thing where like i don't like it and like i knew it was gonna happen as he looked at the the belly and i knew that this movie was just gonna go so hard and cartoony and do it but then when it (laughs) happened like i couldn't help but like say like what the fuck and laugh at it because it's just i think it, a lot of it comes from like my slasher movie watching 80s movies of just like so bad that i'm just like in awe and laughing and loving it and uh put that's that what some of these Friday jokes were to change,
0: too or um, put that joke in a nightmare on elm street movie and i'd probably laugh honestly yeah. yes cuz i and i
1: wasn't <laughs> expecting that that like that those makeup effects when he's elbow deep in that dude like what the hell that was just I guess in the second half of this movie, it felt like with the awful plot and premise established, they could just get on to um, doing some just like kitchen sink gags, and and some of them ten- tended to work for me. I liked another one where um, he he pins the the uh, the whole scheme on the on the uh, the villain of the movie. He explains what the. You know, he does his detective work and he explains what's really been going on. And then this is a moment where Jim Carrey's performance really worked for me. He says, let me run that back for you. And he just like speaks ostensibly backwards while walking backwards. And then he delivers the the Koundé Gras again. I just, you know, what can I say? I thought thought it was funny. Um, But hey, your guy's opinion is... uh, I totally get it. Um, I watched this movie with Brianna, the love of my life. We watch a lot of 80s slasher movies together. We love them. We have a very similar taste in humor. We make each other laugh every single day. Uh, and before this movie was over, but but right before it ended. So she had seen it all. She, We were past the point that I was liking it. Uh, she said that she has never hated anything more in her entire life than this movie. Hell so, yeah, Brianna. What's up? <laughs> So, you know, I, uh, I, I got you guys, but, uh, made me laugh, man. Ace scurrying around, like waiting for the lights to be flicked off near the end and they're not getting flicked off. And he keeps telling the dude to flick the lights off so he can make his great escape, but it's not happening. I think that's funny comedy writing. That's, uh, that's all I can say.
2: The comedy writing in this, in this film is so off the wall that I think you're kind of conditioned to a degree to expect that like nothing is off books and that like nothing is too um cheap or too uh far like they'll they'll go to like any length just to get a laugh just to like wring it out of you like a dishcloth um and like so like all like these like sort of great like physical examples of like these sort of things that he's doing like i don't know i felt like the novelty kind of wore thin because he's doing these things in every um in every scene. So for me, I like, there came a point where I was just sort of numbed. I was numbed by his performance and I was like numb by the things he was doing and something that, you know, if you put like one of those gags in a movie and it and it was just like that, it, I would be shocked. But in a movie that is just like full of that kind of humor, I was just numb. Um. Two quick thoughts. One, Mitch, you're talking
0: so solemnly, it sounds like you've been traumatized. Two, did you guys know Spike Jones almost directed this movie? Interesting. Yes,
1: yeah, I know another, a couple other fun facts, and that is one I stumbled upon. That would have been sick. It would have been his feature debut. I'm dying to see... Uh, spike jones who is one of my all-time favorite directors in fact i remember very specifically telling mitch about spike jones five or six years ago it was the first day of our freshman film discussion group and uh Mitch asked me who my favorite directors were and I said Kevin Smith and Spike Jones. This was my first ever conversation That's true. with Mitch. I remember this, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um so Spike Jones he he did great work with uh, Nick Cage in a movie called Adaptation. Um and seeing something like that just makes me think man I, I don't know how much Spike Jones could have changed this movie, especially you know mid nineties. They want to do a big studio comedy. Maybe maybe it wouldn't have been different at all. But that is that's I think that's really cool. And Jim Carrey says he regrets it too because it was his decision. He was such a big star. He got half of the movie's you know the twenty million dollar budget. Um, he he got the say on the director, and he said no to Spike Jones just because he didn't know who he was. He hadn't done any movies, and he says he regrets it now. So hopefully one day that would be cool. Yeah. This movie's not better with Spike Jones if one this of, is the script. Though. And
2: you know, we were talking about the fact that this movie was like a like a big budget comedy and like one of the things that I wrote about in my notes was you know, I hate the fact that this movie has a budget for expensive and lavish set designs. Like the costumes are well done, the sets are well done. <laughs> Those fucking cars and, they destroy. Yeah, so and you know, they have a talented crew and they have the resources behind the film. And if the, that was all working towards something worthwhile, I'm sure they could have accomplished something good. But I there's there's like an interesting movie in these wildly different sequences, especially if they were all in like different films. Cause it does feel like all these sequences belong in, in different films respectively. And it's not, it's not only because they, they, they look like they should be in different movies, but, but yeah, I just, I just wish that, you know, the crew and the, and the, the resources went towards something better and like, maybe like lots of little movies with these sequences because there are like talented people. And like, if, like one of these movies had like some, like one smaller low budget movie had like some of these set pieces. Like it would be, it would be great, but it's just like all in one
1: in one thing. I got another fun fact for you guys. I would love that. All right. So this is from IMDb trivia. Uh, So, you know, (laughs) which is always correct and take it big, big grain of salt, because uh, if you guys, you and the listeners ever want to find like a a comedy gem where it's, you know, you want something funny, but you feel like you've seen everything funny. You've seen all the big stuff people are telling you are funny. You've seen the Jim Carrey meme where he's coming out of the rhino's ass. and You're like, I need something more. Just go to uh, a trivia page of like a mid budget or a high budget movie imdb trivia and just scroll and eventually you will get some gold stuff that is just like put in by people uh because they can be edited by anyone and it just says like the most outlandish stuff that's like you know jim carrey uh was in this movie and when jim carrey was born his name was jim
0: and like it's it's, that's That's probably true.
1: (laughs) That's right. I mean, they wouldn't put it on there if it wasn't true, but it's so nonsensical. There's, there's amazing stuff in the IMDb trivia. This is not one of those. It sounds like a pretty, it sounds pretty credible, but you know, it didn't, it didn't have a source. So I don't know. Anyway, it says, according to Jeff Daniels, who is uh, Jim Carrey's co-star in Dumb and Dumber, Jim Carrey had explained to him the reasons why he didn't like the sequel much. Um, and I'll say quickly that after this, Jim Carrey didn't do another sequel to any of his movies until Dumb and Dumber Two, just uh, you know six or seven years ago. Not a big sequel guy, and I. I, I bet you this is a big reason. Uh, well, that's good I, for
2: uh, us. That's that's very good for us. <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> we still got kick-ass too, though. He wasn't in the first one. Uh, and the Grinch, of course. But anyway, um, he explained to Jeff Daniels why he didn't like the sequel much. He disliked the whole Ace is afraid of Bat's angle as he found it to be cheap and even fought with the director about changing the script so that Ace was merely allergic to Bat's. I'll pause for a second. What did you guys think of that ace is afraid of bats angle? Don't care. Honestly,
2: I I don't even think it registered. I was like,
1: Um, I was, I was Why is
0: that's what cheap about this movie and not anything else about the way it was written or conceived?
1: I have not finished the fun fact yet, Corey. I just wanted some discussion from my friends here. (laughs)
0: sorry you must feel very intact and i'm sorry yeah uh,
2: i don't i don't mean to be like a, a antagonistic or, or <laughs> no
1: no no of course not what um, a
0: chaotic film for like a big reveal
1: <laughs> this is good i mean it i think it, it shows our personalities well it sets us up this feels like a the start of a new era it really does um i liked the ace is afraid of bats thing as it was happening in the movie i just thought that is such a that is such a silly ludicrous uh, but, like, funny character trait that we know this guy loves the hell out of animals. They've shown that really well. And so for him to just be afraid of bats, I I think that's far funnier than him being allergic to them. So uh, I'll fight Jim Carrey on that one. I don't think they get a whole lot of use out of it in the movie, but I just think it's an entertaining idea. Okay, and the rest of the fun fact. Carrey was also very nervous about the film's depiction of the native characters and that people might take offense to them. He's even surprised the film hasn't been outright banned.
0: Well, he was right, and uh, if he felt that
2: way, why didn't they change it? If he had the power to choose the director, I'm sure he had the power to be like... The director who,
0: again, wrote the movie. Maybe
2: we should get some rewrites in here, boys. Uh... This is Jim Carrey's fucking fault now. We should cancel Jim Carrey. He had so much power. I would be, over I'd be down. I'd be down if we could cancel him. But it might have He had motive. so much
0: power over this production, and he didn't do shit with it. Spike Jones didn't direct
1: this movie, and it's still racist. Man, maybe this is the least racist Jim could get it. Maybe it was way worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh like my. this is the watered down version.
0: Christ, I, I would kinda. be.
1: I would be interested to know where this quote came from. He had to have said more than that. And so, yeah, I I wonder why he couldn't do more or why he decided to do it.
0: Quick note about uh, IMDb trivia. If you go to the trivia page for Tekken um, based on the video game franchise. I won't tell you which one it is, but Neil wrote one of those pieces of trivia and it is a joke that we made and it got approved and it's just in there.
1: That's so fun. See that's what so, I mean. I love that. So
0: so somebody can go try to find that one. Nice. And if you find it say it's interesting. Wait, are you
2: making fake news? I didn't write it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's I bet that's what Jim Carrey said about this movie. <laughs> hey, I didn't I didn't write or direct
2: it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of ways that this movie could possibly have like offended me more and and uh Honestly, I'm not sure. It, if are... it, did, it doesn't use any slurs. That's like basically it. Yeah, and like Jim Carrey isn't like rubbing shoulders with like King Leopold II or something. But I mean, like beyond that, like the, it's about it's about as bad as it gets. Yeah, I guess at the very little minimum, they're not
0: actively colonizing the country of Nibia.
2: But it's got all the iconography of colonialism and all like the and all oh, the yeah.
0: all the pith helmets. Yeah, so um mitch is this the part where i out you as a
2: pith helmet owner well not anymore it was trampled but i i do it
0: was you used the most it was trampled
2: yeah it was it was trampled one night um yeah but i yeah i know i do i do own one yeah i did but I also own like I own like a wide a wide array of of hats. I'm a man of many hats. <laughs> Let's just I'll just say that. Yeah, I've got imagine
0: a... that was the only kind of hat you owned. Yeah, this is And uh, it was like, "Hey Mitch, awfully suspicious well, that I you mean, only
2: have a pith helmet." I mean, to be fair, they are like excellent for sun protection. And uh, and okay. and they are they are they do have good like ventilation. They're, uh, they're there is like a certain utility to to it. But yeah, I would uh yeah, I own many hats. I own an old like bus driver hat from the '40s. I own like helmets too. Well, technically, it's not a pith hat; it's a pith helmet. But, um, but uh, I also own uh, like, a, like a Viking helmet and all these, all these fun hats. I love hats. So, although I rarely wear them in my day to day life, they're more just, uh, they're more just for show. Um, Mitch,
0: I know you took a lot of notes. Is yeah, two, thousand, two have, thousand words. Is there anything we haven't covered yet that you want to get in before we maybe consider
2: putting the cap on this bad boy? Uh, I don't think we've talked about the ending, which for me is like the offensive cherry on the on the Please. On, on top. Um so we learn earlier in the film that Ace Ventura has apparently taken a vow of celibacy. That is not true. So there's a there's a part where like the <laughs> the the main Like at
0: exposing look ace has said he took a vow of celibacy. that is
2: not true that is not true he did not have vows of celibacy. <laughs> he uh so, took like a vow of being a fucking fraud. you know like any like any sort of extravaganza it ends with a wedding the only thing is is that it's like it's like a wedding in this sort of village in this in this fictional african country and um like the the main sort of like love interest, although she's kind of like a, she's not even like really that focused on, gets married to like a tribal leader. And then at the end of the movie, he kicks her out of her, out of his straw hut. And Ace is like, why did they do that? What is she saying? And it's because she's not a virgin, which I sighed like as deeply as I could possibly sigh. And then the jump cut is just Ace running away. And the implication is that, you know, he... Yeah, like he and, and uh, that woman, I guess, like got together like off screen and like that sort of like balance of, of, of sort of like power made me really uncomfortable, like given his background, given hers, it just seems like wildly um, like put in there for like a last sort of gag. But for me, it was like, oh, my God, like this, it was this,
0: the worst thing it possibly could. It was ended the on.
2: worst way it could have possibly ended. Like I. My my ending notes are just like a blur of me like typing expletives. It yeah, I did not. And I wrote every time Ace Ventura's gobbles like sort of like chants with like that marbly delivery and, it, and that sort of like changing treble in his chant with that smug face. I want to destroy this movie. And then they follow up with this gag, and I was like, yeah, this movie is completely bankrupt in every in every sense, and it it, it honestly it offends me like on an artistic level it offends me on like a moral level uh i think it's like a i think it's like an insult to to comedy and to like i don't know movies in general i I really hate this film
1: well at the very least uh the movie also ends with the implication that ace ventura is murdered for his transgressions I and frankly, that, uh, that was I, the <laughs> right call. That group caught it. That's why there hasn't been an Ace Ventura 3. The group caught up to um, him. And bad news. Hope so.
0: bad news, bad news, bad news. Guys, I have bad news. I have the what worst news. What? Uh, As of March of this year, <sighs> Ace Ventura 3 is in development at Amazon Prime Video from the writers of the sonic the hedgehog movie of
2: course of course jeff bezos is bankrolling
0: it
1: jeff bezos (laughs) could spend his money in
0: so many ways
1: and and instead he decides to use it to fund the sequel to his favorite movie of all time
0: we really gotta eat the rich faster
2: yeah we have Um, to stop this
1: well so Corey, does that mean uh, if, if we're to play our game that we established, I think it was last week, Children of the Corn, possibly, um, if there will be a sequel or a remake to this uh, to this movie, do you think that just that seals it as a yes? You think there will be an Ace Ventura 3? Of course, the dire- question is directed uh, to you too, Mitch. Uh,
0: I'd be, you know, so many things are getting remade that are just like, hey, I recognize that, that, I mean... I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Those writers have worked with Jim Carrey before. Sonic was really popular. That team coming back would be exciting. Uh, People would probably be like, oh, Ace Ventura, weird. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. It's not a guarantee, obviously, if it's just in development, but we're probably going to get that movie.
1: (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Well, I won't be here. Can it be about Ace Ventura's trip through hell after he was viciously murdered for wronging so many people? i would like that actually i would see that movie
2: if it was like that. if it was like dante's, I want dante's
0: inferno. inferno yes
2: yeah, i would i would
1: watch this that. has
0: been a very well read episode
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh they i also showed up I, with fucking receipts i also got to talk about my i got to talk about my favorite book quickly it's the novelization of ace ventura when nature Fuck calls <laughs> That's um,
0: not real. Is I, it real? I,
1: I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. Speaking but we of, can but it might be. We can make an IMDB trivia saying uh, it's real.
2: Well, speaking of nature calling, I, I think nature might call soon for me. So uh <laughs> <laughs>
1: anybody else
2: have anything to say?
1: Well, yeah, let me just clear this yeah, up no, quickly. So I
2: can, I can hold it, I can cross my uh, leg. Alright.
1: Right. Um so At the end of every episode, this is before the film Genero, which is coming, um, but before that, at the end of every episode, what I referred to earlier when I said uh, Children of the Corn remake, reboot, Ace Ventura remake, reboot, what that actually is, is that I fact checked. It was at the end of two weeks ago, The Descent Part 2, which you missed out on, Mitch, the Corey and I talked about, do you think there will be a Descent remake or sequel? I missed that on
2: the podcast, but I saw the movie, unfortunately. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Um, And so we decided that would be fun to bring up every episode. Um, And uh, we didn't talk about it at Children of the Corn. We forgot. But I also think maybe it wasn't so much we forgot where it was just an unspoken an unspoken agreement that we knew there would be because there's 11 of those movies. There's probably a new one in development right now, so I think we could all agree that there's going to be both a remake, a sequel, and a reboot to Children of the Corn. Um, And when it comes to Ace Ventura, uh, just for the sake of consistency, if we're going to try to make this a thing, um, I don't think there will be an Ace Ventura 3. It just reeks to me like one of those things that is perpetually in development hell it's a Beetlejuice goes hawaiian i i also saw that it's uh, that the internet said there was going to be a uh, a third one in development but i couldn't find really anything saying jim carrey would be involved that he said he was down um and so i just think it's going to be one of those things that falls through the cracks again i think we're more likely to get another ace venture a junior if i had to say
0: hmm.
1: so for those keeping score that's that's where uh, we're at
0: Apparently, the same distributor and production company is working on a Exorcist film and the Ace Ventura franchise.
1: Yes, mm, I, I heard about just, that they Exorcist. They should just blend film. the
2: two. They should just blend the two films. Oh
1: my gosh, Ace Ventura no, Exorcist? <laughs> That's pet, what he decided to do, exorcist. and, and... later, <laughs> oh my god. Pet Cemetery Three, Ace Ventura, Ventura. <laughs> Pet Exorcist. I would love to
2: see uh, Ace Ventura go down those like flights of stairs, like Max Funsideo, like uh, like, <laughs> like like all those steps. Like Actually, in the Exorcist. I think
0: I think it needs to be subtitle first. I think it needs to be Pet Exorcist Ace Ventura Three. <laughs> yes,
1: The Exorcist Part Seven. It's a triple <laughs> crossover. I think that's more likely. All right, I'll say it.
0: Um genera mm. sounds good. What's what's on the list? How many? How many? How many? uh Well,
1: Ace Ventura Junior is on. The, oh, how many? Okay. Um, well, we've got. Um, Don't you dare put that evil on <laughs> keep <Ricky> Bobby. <laughs> we got. It looks like. Okay. Once again, I say this every time. I need to do my homework before we do this, but I will double check to make sure Ace Ventura is gone. You guys. All right, you're safe. We have 320 items on this list. Hmm. Okay, so uh, you want to just get down to business here. We've got to. Nature is calling us. This is the first
0: spin of a new era. And I wonder if the
1: William Castle film general will smile upon us.
0: And there's only one way to find out. So here we go. Big let, money.
1: Let Mitch press the button. He's new. Okay.
0: Actually. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. Baby needs new shoes. Baby needs new shoes. This one's for a big for a new couch. Big money. No skeletons. Spin. didn't even count. Fuck it. We're in it. What do we got? 97. uh, A good year. Uh, That's all I'll say. A good year for for most of us (laughs) in the chat.
1: All right, Mitch. So I'm scrolling up. We were all alive. Whatever this is, is on you, man. So if it is a prisoner of... Zendaya it, it, or whatever it won't the be
2: the prisoner of zenda because that's like three something i think
1: no you know what i did mitch uh in order to ensure that we we had some good chances of getting those i i scattered them randomly throughout the list to so the wind. Th- so there are some you know in 20 some in 100 uh, what
0: if we do get it like what
1: like that would be so fucking wild <laughs> repeat for me the number 97 oh okay Thank fucking God.
0: (laughs) What what did did we almost get?
1: No, I thought certainly that Mitch said 90 the first time. Um, What was 90? My brain was in the clouds. I thought he said 90, and I thought for sure next week we were going to be talking about the Children of the Corn reboot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a good close save. 97, guys. Uh, Right above it, we have Fright Night at 96. Um... I think that would mean the Fright Night remake from 2011 or so, because I believe Fright Night 2 is deeper on the list. Yeah. I think we
0: talked about that recently. Like, I swear we came close to this number recently, because Anton we Yelchin's did. in that right? We in did, that came yeah. Out. We came close.
1: Yeah, so I must have split something out of the list. It's tough to tell how the list works, since uh, it works uh, in a mysterious way.
0: Mitch and I are on such the same fucking wavelength. We've done that like three times this episode. It really does, because
1: I, I, I assure you that the next two movies I say, we have not mentioned, and so I, I really don't know how this works. Maybe Fright Night is on here twice. Don't know. It's, it's a magical genero. But right beneath 97, uh, Corey, count your lucky stars, we just missed doing Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, my God. 2005. I would I I have walked movie. out. I like that movie. Yes, Mitch! (laughs) (laughs) We picked the right (laughs) co-host. Yes, oh my gosh. Abigail, Abigail, like, adores that movie also. You
0: guys are Uh, fucking deeply flawed individuals.
1: We'll hit it at some point. We'll hit it at some point. I was worried about hitting it because I knew that it would be an uphill battle for me. But now, it'll be a more intro. Okay, anyway. That's not it. Oh, and I should also just say, just because, Mitch, you just missed this one, this isn't protocol, but 99, two below what you just spun, was the remake of Suspiria. Mm-hmm. So. Corey oh, and I. Corey I, I, I want to talk theaters.
0: about that so fucking bad.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Corey, how do, how do you feel knowing that whenever we hit. Uh, either Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Suspiria, we are we are one off from hitting the other one. You know, those are so close That's that going to be so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> it's a risky maneuver. <laughs> um, but what we did hit, guys, and we'll be talking about next week. I believe everyone can follow along with us at home because this should be a Netflix movie. Um, we have Creep Two. <laughs>
2: Oh, creep I too. I actually
1: saw the first creep and I really
2: liked it. What the fuck is creep? Love too? it, man. L- have you seen creep, Liam? Oh, I have. I love that. Like, I really was like impressed. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm I'm down, down for f- this.
1: What the fuck is? This'll creep This will be great. Do you have you ever heard of Mark De Corey?
0: Yeah, um, I have. So um here's the here's the catch quick
1: question <laughs> okay uh, i'm I'm is, so curious as to what this catch would be the catch is i refuse to watch movies that start with the letter c r no <laughs> it's just mark, a rule i made
0: is mark duplass the guy in that fucking jason siegel movie the yes jeff who lives at home yes Yes, I am already negative on mark Duplass purely because of how bad that movie is.
1: <laughs> yes, he uh he directed that movie, wrote and directed, and uh,
0: I, I really I strongly do not like that film.
1: And uh, he also wrote Creep 2 Corey. It is his brainchild, not directed, but but uh, big writer.
0: Um. All right, so uh, that is our first revamped episode. I think it's uh, quite the strong foot to start that on. Um, and, you know a lot of things change, but something that stays the same is uh, the outro of the podcast. So first things first, Mitch, do you have anything you want to plug? <laughs> See, normally it sounds like he gets up and leaves his room, but it sort of sounds like he's just clapping his
1: hands. It, well, It sounds like he's doing a Jim Carrey bit this time, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, def- how, definitely the did on, yeah, the shoe is on the other foot now. Yeah. And uh, Mitch, uh, maybe he's got, he's got a little thinking to do if he's going to do a Jim Carrey bit after shitting on Jim Carrey for 90 minutes. Yeah, that was
1: pretty racist what you did over there, Mitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, uh, do you have anything you want to plug, Liam?
1: Yeah, you guys can check out my film writing alter ego, Graham the Haunted Marshmallow, on Twitter and Letterboxd. My username is Graham the Mallow. What about you, Corey? Uh wow
0: yeah um I uh have another podcast it's called MK Podquest uh, I do it with our friend Neil it's about Mortal Kombat um when this comes out the most recent stuff will be about uh the Mortal Kombat 1995 movie novelization the new movie and maybe Mortal Kombat Annihilation or that's coming the week after I don't actually know. But you can find that, MK PodQuest, all your podcast services, and Twitter. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Corey Price. You can find me on Letterboxd at Mr. Corey Price as well. And I am now going to do the thing I do, which is say thank you all once again for listening to another episode of They Made Another One. You can find us all over the internet on Twitter at They Made Another, which is all one word, and on Letterboxd at T M A O. You can find episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, and everything else as They Made Another One. You can reach us via email at TMAO podcast at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes, questions, comments, and what you think the Ace Ventura exorcism movie would be about. I would be remiss. (laughs) I feel like I can guess. (laughs) I would be remiss if we did not thank Jade Dickinson again at Jade sketches, follow her, check out her art, give her money for art, do what you got to do she did the new thumbnail and she did the new uh banner that we have on social media stuff as well it's incredible we are extremely grateful and we think it's fantastic and you can follow her at jade sketches like i said and um with all that out of the way we will be back next week all three of us and uh you can catch us here for more they made another one